All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, I'd like to start out by saying, uh, I guess, a couple introductions. My name is John Sasala. I am the president of a HubSpot partner agency called Mori Creative Studios. Um, we are the new hub leader for the New York City chapter. Uh, we're stepping in for SmartAcre, who's been running the event. You guys are all familiar with SmartAcre and, and the incredible events that they've put together over the, the last three plus years. Um, and when David Snyder asked if I would step in in their stead, I was honored because these hug events are one of the most important things to me. Uh, we've been going to hugs on Long Island, in New York City, and in Philadelphia for many years. And um, it's helped us as HubSpot users just really get better at using the tools. When you can talk to other people that are having problems and confronted with things that maybe you've dealt with and you've resolved, or they have advice for you, it really does help grow this really strong, great community. So when we had the opportunity to actually be a leader, it was five years into our tenure managing HubSpot clients on the platform. And what that's done for us is given us a really great um, amount of experience with dealing with a lot of different, first of all, business types that are leveraging HubSpot and, and use cases for, you know, the way the tool might work or not work or, you know, challenges that we might have. So as we step in as the hub leader, I want anybody out there who's a member of the New York City chapter to think of us as a resource, to lean on us. If you have challenges, we want to help. We want to make sure that people are getting the most out of the software. So uh, that was just my quick little introduction. That's me. Um, I do quickly want to thank Melissa Della Bartolomeo and Sage Levine. Those are two people here on my team. Uh, Sage Levine is our broadcast manager and Delaby, Melissa Della Bartolomeo, we call her Delaby. Delaby is our hub coordinator. They both have helped us put together this event and really um, had to deal with a lot as, you know, we first of all coordinated, found a venue, got everything ready to go, got speakers, got the whole curriculum ready, and then we were asked by HubSpot to actually not get together in person. So for them to help us pivot and, and adjust and, and make sure that we were able to deliver something that people could still find value in, I really want to thank them for their hard work. Same thing with the team over there at HubSpot. Kyle, I know it was not easy for you to first of all come up with this presentation and then adapt it and try to get it down to a tight little hour. So um, I know, you know you, you've done God's work and we really appreciate it. So. Kyle and, and, and Ethan, thank you to you guys. Um, and the crew back at HubSpot HQ, uh, Juliana and Megan, um, I know that you know, they're, they, it, it, it was a tough decision to ask us to not get together in person. So I want to uh, thank them for you know, the work that they put into this year. Um, right. Okay, so uh, today's event is all about account-based marketing. And I'm gonna let you guys explain exactly what that is. Uh, but we are blessed to have with us here the uh, Inbound sales professor, Kyle Jepson, who a lot of you do know, he presented at an event in New York last year in Q2 or May, whenever that was. Um, uh, so he's going to be helping do the demo of the uh, actual ABM tools. And we have Ethan Colbert, who's the product manager specifically around. He's the champion of everything ABM. And this is a big initiative of HubSpot. So, you know, we're really uh, lucky to have you both on the line here. So thanks very much. And with that, I'll pass it over to you guys if you want to you know, take this bad boy and run with it. Yeah, just real quick before you disappear into the background, John, um, I wanted to do a plug for the LinkedIn group because I believe that's where we'll be circulating the recording and other resources. Is that right? Yes, yes. Thanks very much. Yeah, uh, if you're not um, already participant and participant in the HubSpot, uh, the New York City Hug LinkedIn group, that's where we're sharing the recording of these and resources that we can pass along. Because we had to tuck this into a tight little hour, well, there are some other presentations that we're missing out on. There's the product updates, which we try to do at as many of the hugs as possible. Um, I pre-recorded that and it's already there. So if you go to the, the LinkedIn group, you can find the product updates, just all the new tools that are being rolled out at HubSpot. You can also find there later tonight, we've got a recording of Sam Kelly 
from Rollworks, who was originally supposed to present after uh, Kyle and Ethan on what Rollworks is as a ABM software and how it can help with your uh, ABM efforts. So he put together an incredible, pre incredible presentation that's pre-recorded. It's called Three Common Challenges in Getting Started with ABM. That's going to be live as soon as this webinar is over. And once this is done, we're also going to have the recording there as well. So uh, thank you for pointing that out. One other thing that comes to mind, though, Kyle, um, something that we were going to opt to skip over at hub uh, at hug events there's we end typically with an nps score or an nps survey where we ask anybody who attended the event to fill out that survey we were going to not do that considering how unconventional this event is but i actually was thinking it would be great to get some feedback from people who are participating from people who get to you know spend some time here with us um if you guys could fill out the link that we share in the chat towards the end of this uh, I'd really appreciate it. Just letting the people back at HubSpot know, did this work? Were we able to roll with the punches and deliver some value to you still, even though we you know, couldn't get together in person? So I'll share that in the chat channel. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. With that, we'll go ahead and kick off here. Um, John, Mike is asking in the comments where, what the LinkedIn New York Hug Group is called. Do you want to just drop the link to that in there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll drop it in there. But you can find it just by searching for um, you know, New York City HubSpot User Group. You actually have to type out New York City and HubSpot User Group, but uh, I can throw a link in there right now. That's us. All right. And uh, cool. I'm going to share my screen here and get started. Uh-oh. What are you guys saying? Are you seeing black. my adorable family? <laughs> no. It's no? black, Kyle. It's just black? All right. Well, that failed miserably. Technical difficulty number one. Somebody should keep count. All right. Uh, this is weird. I can see my presentation. It looks good, you guys. Uh, all right. What if I share my screen and then go into present mode? We will try that. Here. This. All right. So there it is. Everything now. Now, if I hit Perfect. present, wait for it. No? Woohoo! All right. Yeah. Welcome to ABM and HubSpot. This is the New York City Hug, March 2020. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I am Kyle Jepson. I'm the inbound sales professor for HubSpot Academy. Uh, I create sales and sales related courses here at HubSpot. They're freely available online. If you've watched any, you have definitely seen plenty of me. Um, I have Ethan here. As John mentioned, Ethan is the product manager for ABM here at HubSpot. He's leading the charge to, to develop some tools to make HubSpot uh, a more effective platform for ABM specifically. Um, my wife tells me my eyes turn off when I'm talking. Um, and so I don't know for sure that I will see your comments if you drop them in the Zoom, but please drop them in the Zoom if you have questions and things. My friend Ryan, uh, who is not on camera, is, is monitoring and she will Slack them to me. I have Slack open on a separate monitor, so hopefully that will get my attention. Um, ready, set, go. So um, this is our agenda for the day. I'm going to take the first half of this. I'm going to give an overview of ABM, what it is, uh, what we mean when we talk about it. And then I'm going to introduce to you what we're calling an inbound approach to ABM. Ethan and I and others here at HubSpot have been working on how to make um, ABM. There's this idea out in the world that ABM and inbound are somehow at odds with each other. And we don't believe that. And we're trying to disambiguate that. Here, I'll give you a bunch of tactical stuff, steps you can use to get started. Um, and hopefully, that'll be helpful to you. Then I'm going to pass it over to Ethan. And he'll give you some examples of successful ABM campaigns he's seen, some of which he's even been a part of. 
Um, and then we'll <laughs> talk about uh, the, the, the tools we're building in HubSpot, the, the foundational tools that are already there um, and the roadmap moving into the future. And we will end with a Q&A. So before we do all that, I would really like to start with an icebreaker. Um, help me understand how much you know about ABM. So the question is, uh, on a scale of one to five, how much do you know about ABM? And, uh, and one is you don't know anything, but you're excited to learn. And five is that you should be teaching this webinar instead of me. The other three numbers are somewhere in the middle. Um, I'm gonna start the poll, launch poll. Ta-da, are you guys seeing the poll? Yes. Cool. Oh my God, that's so cool. Whoa, seeing it update in real time. If Thanks I got your here, voting, guys. updating in real time. Pretty good spread. We have one person who, two people who responded five. I, I would like to know more about you folks. <laughs> Connect with me on LinkedIn so we can talk. Uh, that is not a joke. Um, cool. Looks like it's sort of evened out. Um, I am gonna end the poll and share the results. Ta-da. Are you seeing nice. this? So uh, three is the winner apparently, two and three are basically tied. Uh, lots of people in the middle sort of skewing to the left, uh, but we have a healthy number of fours and like I said, a couple of fives. So that's perfect. Um, this is a great session for all of you and we are excited to get your input on um, how helpful this is and any questions you have so we can build more content to be more helpful in the future. Uh, so let's hop into this ABM overview, what ABM is, what we mean by that. If you've been paying really careful attention to HubSpot for the last few years, we, are, we have been talking about ABM a little bit. Um, we've partnered with, with Terminus and others. Um, we've, we've done some webinars, we've made some blog posts, um, but really the, the main feedback we've gotten is that we're not doing enough and we're not clear enough and, and, and you want more. Um, so this year, 2020 is really the year of ABM. You're gonna be seeing more content from us. You're gonna be seeing more tools from us. We're gonna be tackling this head on. And this presentation actually is the kickoff to all of that. Uh, this is the first of hopefully what is many, we'll see how many hug meetups there are this year, but uh, um, we are going to be talking about ABM. So let's start at the basics. What do we mean when we say ABM? Uh, ABM acronym means account-based marketing. It's a B2B strategy, business to business, where marketing and sales work together to close big complex deals at a discrete number of target accounts. Um, and so ABM is really just a subset. There are a lot of different B2B strategies out there. Um, and, and ABM is just one of them that, that you can choose. And uh, many, most, most B2B strategies share some basic best practices. ABM is no different. Um, but what makes ABM a really good fit for you, um, or not a good fit for you, as the case may be, is if you are, are doing really high touch, high value deals, um, if, if these are, are big deals with a lot of people involved and, and a really high priced product, then ABM is probably going to bring a lot of value to you. Whereas if you're a, a light touch, especially if you're, you're a touchless e-commerce sort of shop, ABM is probably not the right solution for you. Um, it, it would probably be overkill. So um, ABM is a good fit. If you're selling high value B2B products or services, has to be B2B account-based. The, the focus is on accounts. Um, and there's really no analog to that if, if you're selling directly to consumers. Um, to a finite number of prospects, this is really gonna work well if you are hunting uh, really the biggest companies in the world. And there are only a handful of those that are big enough to get value out of your product or um, a really niche 
sort of industry where there aren't that many, many prospects. Um, we have a multi-person buying committee. A lot of what you're going to be doing is focusing on assembling the, the, the people around the table who are actually going to get this deal across the table because uh, for these big complex deals, it's almost never one person buying it. They don't just whip out their credit card and, and pay for it. You got to get uh, cross department approval. You need to figure out who those people are, bring them together. ABM is really great for that. Um, and then that requires ongoing personalized engagement. ABM allows you to get deeply personalized because you're so focused on a, a select number of accounts. So uh, Kyle, do you mind if I jump in really quick? Jump in. Uh, I was just going to say that like, I, I think Kyle's totally right when he talks about the, the sort of companies that are good fit for ABM. But I also want to say that like, we, we use this archetype of the customer that has like, you know, a finite number of prospects and you have like a really big buying committee. Um, but it's worth pointing out that like, that actually is a lot of businesses. Um, you know, like you don't have to be selling to Coca-Cola to use ABM. It's just that like people who are selling to Coca-Cola should definitely use ABM. But if you're selling a product where, you know, there are multiple buyers, more than three or four, um, this is something that's really impactful for you. And I just like to say that so we understand it's like a spectrum. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and it's not an all or nothing sort of thing either. Uh, HubSpot, it, it, we, we, we pride ourselves on focusing on small and mid-sized businesses, but we do sell to companies that have up to 2,000 employees. And for that, we use a much more... ABM sort of model as compared to the, the little two-person companies we sell to, they just sort of self-service. Um, and so you can use a mix of this to meet your needs. Um, but if you use ABM, you're going to see three main benefits. The first is you're going to close bigger deals. Because you are focused on these bigger deals, you're naturally going to see deal size increase. Um, you're going to see better collaboration, particularly between marketing and sales, because one of, one of the core features of ABM is that instead of having a marketing department over here and a sales department over here and never the twain shall meet, um, you, you make these little task forces that are focused, uh, a mix of, of marketing and sales. And we'll talk more about that at length a little bit later. And then finally, sales velocity. Big deals don't move quickly, um, and that's never going to change. But you will see your biggest deals move more quickly because of your increased focus, because of your increased col uh, collaboration. You'll be more efficient, and, and deals that used to take a really long time will take uh, a much less time. Um, so that's the high-level overview of what ABM is. Let's get down to the tactics of our inbound approach. Now, when I was envisioning this as an in-person workshop, um, I, I was gonna bring printed workbooks and you were gonna do activities and, and mark it all up. I still want you to have that. I, I have the, the, uh, the workbook as a PDF. We'll be circulating that with this recording. And so I'm just going to, I'm, I, I've, I've taken the, the activity slides out of here, but I'm gonna go through this five-step process um, and I want you to be thinking about how it applies to you. And then if you're really eager to jump in and give it a try, uh, look to the, the LinkedIn group, look to wherever we publish this stuff. Um, we'll make that workbook available to you so you can tailor this approach to your specific situations. Um, but first, let's talk about what inbound is. Um, this is HubSpot's newest official definition of what inbound is. Inbound is a method for growing an organization by building lasting relationships with people and helping them reach their goals. Um, and the whole idea here is that you succeed most when your customers succeed, when you help them succeed. And, uh, and when you take inbound in, in, as this sort of broad philosophical idea, there's nothing about it that's at odds with ABM as long as this is your mindset, right? Just like you can do volume-based marketing in a good way or a bad way, you can do ABM in a good way or a bad way. Um, if you've heard HubSpot talking about inbound in the last couple of years, especially you've probably heard us speak of it in terms of a flywheel where you attract people to your company and you engage with them and then you delight them so much that they go out and attract other people to your company, either by referring people to you directly or by writing positive reviews online 
in one way or another, their positive word of mouth becomes a driving force for your company's growth. And that becomes a virtuous cycle that, that accelerates your growth over time. You can do this with volume-based marketing. That's mostly the reputation HubSpot has. We are a big fan of this and we always will be. But you can also do it with account-based marketing. The same rules apply. Um, the main difference is that instead of targeting every single person in the world who matches your persona, you are going after a few discrete accounts. Um, but you're still looking to delight everyone. The, regardless of whether you're doing volume-based or account-based uh, marketing and sales, uh, you want every single one of your customers to be as happy as this little girl. So here is our five-step process that we've come up with. Um, we will go through each of these in turn. The first step is to create your team. Um, so as I mentioned briefly previously, um, in, uh, ABM requires a different sort of structure in your marketing and sales organization. There's this idea of a task force, which in ABM means a team of at least one marketer and at least one salesperson that markets and sales to an assigned list of target accounts. And they are focused uh, exclusively on those accounts. They treat them as though they are the only businesses in the whole world. Um, so if, if you're going to start forming these task forces, you can start small. Literally one marketer and one salesperson, um, given a, a list of a, a handful of accounts, can go out and, and start practicing ABM. Um, as you scale, if you find your task force needs more oomph, um, you're going to add salespeople before you add marketers. Because even in this hyper-focused, uh, uh, hyper-specific uh, you know, context, marketers can are still more one-to-many than salespeople are. Whereas if you're giving a, a white glove treatment to every single prospect, a, a really collaborative, personalized sales approach, uh, the only way you're going to be able to scale that at a certain point is to add headcount. So you have one marketer, you, add, you have one salesperson, you team them up with a list of, of no more than 25 accounts. But as you add more salespeople, you can increase that. Just keep it no more than 25 accounts per salesperson. Because once you, once you expand it beyond that, then you start to really dilute the, the personalization and, and the power of ABM, which is this focus on, on a, a short list of accounts. Um, so once you have your task force, it's time to identify your target accounts. I've been throwing this phrase around a lot, target accounts. Let's define it real quick. A target accounts is simply just a set list of named companies that marketing and sales have jointly decided to focus on. Um, and that can be defined really in any way you want to. Um, you may be familiar with the idea of an ideal customer profile. Uh, many companies have something like this, which is just, it's kind of like a persona, except for companies instead of people. It's just a list of attributes that a company needs to have to be successful as your customer. So if you have an ideal customer profile, that can be a great place to start in generating a list of target accounts. You're not going to take every single company in the world that matches your, your ideal customer profile and put them on a target account list. Remember, you want to keep that list short and focused, but that can be a good starting point. Um, however, if you don't have an ideal customer profile, that's not necessarily a prerequisite to getting started with ABM. There are lots of other ways to, um, to identify target accounts. You might look at what companies are visiting your website today. Are there, are there noteworthy companies that are trafficking your website a lot? And, and maybe you should be talking to them since they seem to be already engaged. Look at your current deals. Are there big promising deals that are just taking too long to close. And if there was additional focus and, and resources for just those specific deals, would they close faster? You might want to create a task force for them. Um, similarly, you can look at your historical deals. In, the, in your last sales cycle, what were your 10 biggest deals? Uh, and look at the companies they closed for and uh, what do those companies have in common? Are there other companies like that out in the world? Um, could, you, could you identify a list and give it to a task force? That might be a great place to start. 
Um, you can even go after specific logos if you want. If, if, uh, if doing business with a particular name brand company would, would give you more credibility out in your market or, or be useful in some other way, you can create a target list account of, of desired logos and, and give that to a task force. Um, and the last idea I'm, I'm giving here is, is product launch. If you know you're launching a new product or service that you have reason to believe will be really useful to a particular company or type of company, uh, you should probably let them know you're launching that product and ask them if they'd be interested in, in trying it. Um, so those are just a few ideas. Uh, the great thing about ABM is you, you can experiment. Come up with what works best for you, for your product, for your customers. Um, you, you can get creative and that's fine. Uh, it's actually encouraged. I don't know why this picture isn't loading. There it is. Uh, so third step uh, is actually my favorite step. This is the thing that really makes me love ABM um, is that you get to personalize your content strategy. You've got your task force and they've got their list of target accounts and they are treating those target accounts like they're the only companies in the world. Um, and, and so they can really invest deeply and get creative to, to create a content strategy that is only relevant, but is super relevant to those particular accounts or even just one of them. Um, and so, you know, you could build personalized web pages, a web page or even a mini site only for this one particular account. You could do events. Uh, either sponsor events or host events that you think they would be interested in it, or even do insight uh, on-site events for that particular potential account. Um, you could do a report or evaluation about their company. I, I worked with a guy, he uh, owned a social media consulting firm and training firm, and, and they would identify target accounts. And what they would do was do an analysis of that account's social media presence create a nice PDF with like, here's what you're doing well, here's what you need to improve on and send it to key people at that account. Say, hey, here's, here's information about how you're doing online, no charge, but if you want any help with any of this, let us know, that was very effective for them. Um, and then finally, gifts. Um, gifts are, can be a lot of fun. They can be creepy, but they don't have to be creepy, right? You can, you can delight people, you can disarm them by giving them gifts. And I, I think uh, Ethan will actually have an example of that for us a little bit later. Um, but the point of all this is to assemble that buying committee we mentioned. Um, this is not to say all, all deals you're working on will have these eight people on it. Um, some might, some might have less, some might have more. Um, but th there are these, you need to identify particular roles that at this target account um, are likely to be involved in, uh, in, in deciding whether or not they're going to buy from you. You need to figure out what are these people's problems that you can help solve? How can you empower them? And, and what do they need to, to champion your cause within the wider organization? Um, I put together this table. I actually just threw it together right before the webinar started. Um, this is based on uh, something that was in a, a certification course I created a couple of years ago. And that was based on uh, something I got out of a book called the Sales Enablement Playbook. But the idea here is you can identify those buyer roles and think about the, the job titles who might fill those roles. And you can think about the pains people might have that, that your, your product or service solves or the concerns they might have with buying your product or service. And then connected to that, you can come up with features that address those things, content that help communicate that. And so you can have a really organized collection of content that you can then hyper-personalize to the individual people you're sending it to. And this can make sure you're, you're, you're making sure to tailor the story appropriately to, to people based on their role. Um, the fourth step is, uh, is to orchestrate your outreach. Um, so you've got this content and you're going to try to get it in front of the right people. You need to be very careful to make sure you're not tripping over yourself, double hitting people, uh, reaching out on, on channels they don't want to be reached out on. Um, so there are lots of different channels you can use, obviously. Um, some of them are industry specific. There might be spe specific forums or, or meetups that, 
that you want to utilize. Uh, the important thing is to make sure that you're using channels that the people you're reaching out to want you to use. This is all about them. You're trying to delight them, remember? If they don't want you reaching out on Facebook, don't reach out on Facebook. But if they like Facebook, go ahead and do it, right? Uh, whatever is, works best for them, whatever you get the best response from, um, that's the right thing to do. Um, and that brings us to measuring your success. Uh, as with any go-to-market strategy, you need to make sure what you're doing is working and you need to do more of the stuff that works and less of the stuff that doesn't work. So here are just kind of some high-level KPIs you might be interested in. Um, one is coverage, making sure you have the right people in your database. Do you have enough information about this account that you can personalize things and, and target them in the, in the ways you need to? Uh, awareness, do your prospects know that your company exists and does the thing you do? And if not, how can, how can you increase that awareness? Uh, this is a place where happy customers really come in handy because they can spread the word about that. Uh, engagement, how engaged and interested are your prospects? You really need to pay careful attention to this. I, I mentioned I love the, the personalized content strategy of ABM, but um, there is a danger that you get overly created, uh, creative and, and, and overly personal or personalized. And, and you need to make sure that your outreach is really engaging for people. They like it, they're delighted, they spread the word, um, and it's ultimately being effective for you. Um, and then finally, Reach and influence, uh, you just gotta make sure you're, you're reaching the people you wanna reach and you're doing things that actually move deals forward and drive revenue. And, and if, if the things you're doing aren't working, stop doing them. And if the things you're doing are working, optimize on them, figure out how to make them work better. Um, so that's my spiel. Uh, that's, that's the five steps we've come up with. You create your team, that little task force we talked about, one marketer, one salesperson. You give them a list of target accounts, no more than 25 per, um, per salesperson. And uh, you can identify those and define them however you'd like. Uh, then you come up with a personalized content strategy that's specific to, to the account or accounts you're reaching out to. Uh, you orchestrate your, your outreach, make sure it's, 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 you're using the channels that, that are most relevant and helpful to the people you're reaching out to. Finally, you're constantly measuring your success and iterating and improving. Um, so I talked pretty quickly. Um, that's the end of my section. Uh, at, at this point in my life, I don't even know where the Zoom chat pane went. <laughs> so um, if you have questions, uh, I'm happy to take a little breather here, uh, swallow a bit of water. Um, but I can't see a thing because this is full screen. So, um, Ethan, if you see questions coming through, throw them at me. <laughs> uh, I think we're good for now. Uh, I mean, we have a QA session at the end too. Um, cool. So are you cool if I take over, Kyle? Go for it, yeah. Awesome. So um, nice to meet everybody. My name's Ethan. Like Kyle said, I'm the product manager at HubSpot who's responsible for taking our, our ABM solution to market. Um, I also wanted to let you guys know, as kind of a fun fact, that I'm actually already in New York City. I've been here since Monday. Um, so if anyone's interested, uh, this is the Rollworks office. I'm here with our, our friends at Rollworks, although they're not in the room with me, um, which is why you can hear Park Ave outside as I'm giving this presentation. Um, but so what I wanted to talk to you guys about is I'm going to take you through some examples of some successful APM campaigns that we've seen customers run. Um, they're pretty high level. And my, that was intentional. Uh, I want to show you like some of the tools they've used, some of the channels they've used, some of the reasons why they were you know, kind of taking these approaches. Um, and in the QA session, happy to dive in more of those, uh, like more, more in depth on those. Um, and then we can also chat in the LinkedIn group as well if, if people want to throw around some different ideas. So Kyle, will you take us away? Cool. So the first uh, campaign is actually one that I did. Um, so this was at my previous company. 
And it was the most successful campaign that we ever ran, despite the relatively small number of target accounts that we were going after. Um, we closed some, we had closed some great campaign, we, or we closed some great deals from this campaign. And uh, I'm actually still friends with some of the people that we kind of met through this campaign. I chat regularly with the VP of sales from Panasonic Healthcare, and I met him through this campaign. So um, we were selling uh, enterprise account management software, primarily to companies that had like a large account management uh, uh, team or, or like a large field sales team. So we were, we were targeting mostly companies that were in like life sciences and manufacturing. Um, and so we identified 12 target accounts in the Boston area that we really wanted to close. And then we picked two to three people at each one of those companies that we wanted to meet with. And we dropped off a box of Mike's pastries, which if you're familiar with Boston is like a famous pastry shop in the Boston area. Um, we, we dropped off some printed like nicely bound content uh, and a handwritten note that also included a handwritten version of a testimonial that was from a company that was similar to theirs, like in the same industry. Um, we didn't, I mean, we obviously didn't need anybody's email or something for the, at least for this stage of the process, because we were just dropping off these gifts at the front desk at the headquarters of these companies addressed to the people that we wanted to reach. Um, however, for the people we did have emails for that we just met like at conferences because we had sponsored, um, stuff like that. We then followed up with a sequence, um, which included, uh, just, you know, kind of some, some follow-ups on the content that we had sent them. And we sent them a LinkedIn, uh, a LinkedIn connection request and stuff like that. Um, it was an incredible campaign. Like I said, we, we had uh, like a 58% meeting spoke rate. We closed uh, quite a bit of, 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 uh, of revenue from that. So it was awesome. It was a great campaign. Um, how about the next slide, Cal? Oh, sorry. No, it's cool. Um, so the next campaign that I want to talk to you guys, one thing I should say about these campaigns, each one's going to be really different because I kind of want to expose you guys to the different tactics that you could use and some of the tools that you would use in HubSpot to do these things. Um, so this campaign actually came to me from a partner who provides ABM services to a company that sells logistics management software to like really big retail brands. So think like Reebok and Nike and, you know, people like that. Um, so in this particular campaign, they targeted um, 150 brands. They then segmented those brands by industry. So like beauty, auto, homeware, and then they created uh, content that was very unique to those particular industries. And I mean, those segments were like, there was groups of three or four customers in each one of those segments. Um, and for some of the largest accounts, I think for like the top 10, they even created content that was unique to each brand itself. Um, and that worked for them. They had, a, they had a really effective campaign, but I think one of the interesting things to notice in this particular campaign is it was really expensive for them. I, I, they, they, uh, they continue to do that today. They've also experimented in Europe with doing um, uh, geographically kind of targeted ads at the headquarters of certain sorts of companies to, to stay GDPR compliant. They really love the approach. It's just really expensive. It costs them about $75 per click um, to do this. So it works great for them. Um, but I think that, you know, for, for other people, that might not be the best fit. Um, next slide, please, Kyle. And this last campaign that I want to show you guys is, um, it comes from a HubSpot customer who is, they're a Quebec-based uh, SaaS company, and they make a solution for the home care industry. So people who are uh, kind of helping the elderly at home. Um, and they sell pretty broadly to thousands of mid-sized companies. So they actually don't only sell to big brands. They sell to thousands and thousands of companies. But they did pick 60 target accounts that were very large operators in the space that they really wanted to uh, close. And so this customer, um, for these 60 target accounts, they ran LinkedIn ads. 
They do uh, they did a few in-person events over the arc of the year that were targeted at those target accounts. Um, but the thing that I want to kind of draw your attention to is their use of playbooks, um, which is a tool inside of HubSpot, because I think it's a great example of how marketing and sales can get together and actually drive not only like more deals, but also faster deal velocity. So deals that close faster. Um, and so they use the playbooks tool basically to offer guidance to each one of their sales reps uh, for like specific moments or particular campaigns uh, as they came up in the sales process. So maybe like the decision maker joins and they have a playbook that covers, you know, here's the content that we want to provide to this particular sort of decision maker. Um, and they all, they, the, the playbook also had some questions that they wanted the rep to ask that collected key pieces of information um, from, from like their discovery calls and stuff like that that was then written back to the company record for that particular target account. Um, and the reason that that's really cool is it creates a feedback, feedback loop where the uh, salesperson is actually collecting information that was then able to be used by the marketing team to tailor things like email, to tailor things like ads uh, and the content and the live chat that they're seeing. So it's a really good example of how like sales can actually collect data, which can then be used by marketing to create content that is reinforcing the same messages that the salesperson might be saying in the meeting, like in the meeting, you know, the rep is saying one thing and then the customer leaves the meeting and then they see ads that reinforce the exact same message. Um, so they've seen a pretty significant bump uh, in engagement with their target accounts when they look at web traffic, which is one of the core ways that they measure success. Um, let's do next slide, Kyle. So um, I think, Kyle, got, I think we might actually have to skip the next couple slides because they're the, the, uh, the properties or I could talk about the properties too. But why don't we stop there for a second? Does anyone have any questions about those campaigns? Again, I know that was really high level, but we'll be able to dive in uh, both at the end. Um, but I thought I would kind of take a, a break for a second and, and uh, ask if anyone has any questions. So I'll wait for like a minute or two. <laughs> or I'll wait for 30 seconds to see if anyone has any questions. Let's see. Check in the QA. Oh, wow. Um, So Sam's asking about the success of the uh, LinkedIn campaigns that particular customer was running. I don't have metrics on their particular campaigns, but that's something we could dig into um, and maybe talk about in like a LinkedIn group or something like that. Um, and so John's asking a little bit about the ad components. Like, is that typically a part of the ABM efforts? I think that for a lot of customers it is. I mean, Kyle talked about, um, you know, choosing distribution channels that are accessible to you and your customer. And what I would say is that, Ads are, uh, if they're not accessible to you, that's totally fine. There's plenty of other ways to distribute uh, content to your customers, but a lot of customers do lean on ads as a distribution channel for their content. I think it really just comes down to, you know, how much budget you have and what, what you think is the best way to reach your customers. Um, and like, you know, HubSpot has native tools to help with ads. There are uh, other providers that we can look at like Terminus and Rollworks. So I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, tools that you can use to, to work with ads as well. Um, cool. So Miguel says, can you speak more to gifting? And this will be the last question before I move on a little bit. Uh, can you speak more to gifting? What's the line where it starts to feel sleazy or like a bribe? I actually think that's an awesome question because, um, I think that gifting is one of those things where, um, I don't, I don't think the goal here is to bribe the customer because, because that is kind of weird, right? Um, that's an awesome question. I think the goal is to communicate value in a different way. Like for us, when we were dropping off those pastries, I don't think that anybody was bribed by our cookies to meet with us. I think that it was showing them that we took the time to, to kind of um, do something that would 
have them pay attention to us. But really the thing that we were offering was the content and we were offering the testimony that was unique to them. So um, what I would say is that if you're spending a lot of, I mean, if that, I, I would say if you feel like you're bribing your customer to talk to you, then it's probably a bribe. Um, and you know, I won't, I won't pass judgment, but I would say that I think that the best gifts in particular are the ones that uh, kind of you feel like are meaningful and um, help you communicate what's unique to you. All right, so I'm gonna keep going. Kyle, should I cover the properties or do you want me to skip that and move on to our roadmap? Whatever you prefer, I can do either. Okay. Uh, let's keep going. I'll talk about the properties. Cool. So uh, part of the reason we included this kind of odd, like why are we talking about properties right now when we talk about, uh, uh, um, about ABM? Like that's kind of weird, right? Like don't we want some exciting big features? But um, when we were starting to think about how to build the uh, ABM tools at HubSpot, one of the things we realized is like we have so many tools that are already available to you natively. We need a way for you to kind of use these tools in a new way. And so we have three different properties that are, that are sitting at like the foundation of doing uh, ABM and HubSpot. So the first one is this new property called target account. And it basically is just like a true false checkbox um, that you'll be able to use to mark who your target accounts are. And it seems kind of funny, but it's actually really important. Like when sales and marketing is getting together um, to pick who their target accounts are, we, we need a way for you to mark that and record that. Um, and one that gives you a way to organize, but it also gives me as the product manager, many things that I can do to support you because I know who your target accounts are, right? Like I can provide you new features. I can provide you reporting. Um, when you use our ecosystem partners, like they know who your target accounts are. So there's a lot of value in doing that. Next slide, please, Kyle. Uh-oh. <laughs> there it is. So the, the other property that's important to think about is this new, it's actually a contact property called buying role. And this is a, a, a property that can be used by sales mostly to, to kind of map who is a part of the buying process. And Kyle talked about, you know, the different people that are involved in the buying process a little bit earlier. And this is a way for you to represent that in HubSpot. And I think that's super important um, because one, again, it allows for like tighter collaboration between sales and marketing around, you know, what message do we want to send to what person, but also, um, as, as uh, you know, for salespeople, it helps them kind of stay more organized. And as managers, it helps us make sure that we're, you know, making sure that our reps are talking to the right people and staying on top of the right people. But then, you know, so there's value for sales, but there's also value for marketing too, because you want to make sure that the people you're attracting are the right people. And this is a great way for sales and marketing to work together to help marketers understand, like, are the things that we're doing attracting the right people? And, you know, what does our buying process actually look like? So next slide. Kyle covered ideal customer profile pretty well. I won't spend a lot of time on it. I think he's totally right. Like a, it's kind of like a persona for companies. It's one of the tools that we see customers using to um, segment their overall database and kind of figure out who they want to mark as target accounts. Um, but, you know, if it's helpful to you, that's awesome. I highly encourage you to use it, but it, it won't break anything if you don't use it. All right, let's keep going. So for this stage of the webinar, we wanted to give you guys some insight into our roadmap. Um, you know, we appreciate you guys attending the digital, the digital experience, and we want to give you a, a look under the hood to kind of understand what's coming because our ABM product is in progress. Um, we, we launched kind of what we call the fundamentals of ABM. It was like the properties and some of the out of the box experiences around reporting and stuff like that in January, um, in open data, but we have many more things coming down the pipe that should be launched in the middle of the year. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, of course, I'm a product manager. I have to say, disclaimer, this is early and subject to change. Um, you know, if you could keep as much of this information private, I would appreciate that. But uh, I, won't, I won't give you any information that will, that will uh, 
be, be too damaging. So I really think that there's like two streams of work that we're doing when we think about building uh, uh, the best ABM platform at HubSpot. So one is that, um, like Kyle said in the beginning, ABM is not like a, a new thing. It's just kind of a subsection of B2B marketing and B2B selling. Um, and so we have to make, at least in HubSpot, the company uh, more of a first class object. So over the course of the year, you will see us make investments in that regard, like company lists and company fields and forms and company level advertising uh, and stuff like that. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but then there are things that we're working on that are totally unique to an ABM process. So there are things that we're building that are totally unique to sales and marketing, getting together and building an amazing experience for a subsection of your, the companies that you're targeting, your target accounts. Um, and I'll go into kind of, you know, what those are as we go forward. So next slide, please, Kyle. So there are three major themes that we're kind of building towards as part of our ABM product. Um, there is helping marketing and sales collaborate around their target accounts, which we think is crucial. Um, we want to help you provide a more personalized buying experience for those customers. And then we also want to give you really effective reporting so you can answer the questions that you need to answer about, again, what's working, what's not, how do we iterate, stuff like that. Next slide. So I put collaboration first because I actually think it's the most important. Um, I think that one of the things that a lot of folks are missing in the market is that um, we talk a lot about like, what's the best way to market to, like, what's the best way to do, you know, enterprise marketing and ABM. And then we talk about what's the best way to do enterprise selling. But I think one of the things that we're missing is like, what's the best way to buy high value products? And when you look at the best way to buy, I think what customers, your customers, what our customers really crave is an experience where marketing and sales are one, And they're kind of, they're talking to each other. And they're providing, you know, and, and, and it's, it's not disjointed and there is no real handoff. Um, and so one of the things that we're working really hard to do at HubSpot is, is give, you know, you, the sales and marketing departments, a way to collaborate around your target accounts so that you know what's going on and you know, you know, the left hand knows what the right hand is doing. And uh, you can ask good questions and you have access to the data that you need. Um, and so there's three big features that are going to pay that off. One is we're gonna have a new home where sales and marketing can both come to look at all their target accounts. And that's gonna have some cool data um, that you probably haven't seen before. And I'm excited for that. Um, the next thing is we're gonna have a new view of a company on the company record called the account overview, which again, is gonna provide you just like a really granular look at like what's happening to this particular company. Um, and you know, on the marketing side, it'll give you information you probably aren't used to looking at. And on the sales side, it'll help you uh, you know, figure out who you should be talking to and how to personalize that outreach to make it effective. And the last thing is that we're, um, this is kind of pending investigation, but we're also going to work on our Slack integration for our customers who use Slack to help you collaborate around your, your customers in the way that you naturally do and that you're used to doing and that you're kind of doing already. Um, so you should some investments there. Next slide. So um, we're also going to help you provide more, more personalized tools. Um, we actually think that uh, a lot of the investments we're going to be making are, are kind of around product marketing because we think a lot of the tools are already there. Um, we have, you know, URL targeted chatbots. We have smart content on landing pages. And there are things that we can do to make these things better, but we really want to educate you about what's already available and how to use what's already available to create awesome experiences. Um, so I think one big thing that is going to be changing is we're going to be investing in our ads tool and a partnership with LinkedIn to make it really easy to run company uh, level ads in LinkedIn. So keep an eye out for that. And the next slide, please. The last thing is that we, again, want to enable effective reporting. 
Um, and for me, when I say reporting, there's, you know, we have the report builder at HubSpot. We have uh, kind of the dashboarding tool. But when I say reporting, I really just mean answering the questions that you have, which is why I put things like the target accounts home and the account overview in that bucket. Um, we really want to make sure that you can answer questions like, um, you know, uh, like how many of our target accounts uh, have we have we touched in, in recently? Like, you know, when's the last time that anyone in our target, uh, you know, these subsection of our target accounts did this? Um, you know, are we at risk? Are we are we reaching the right people on the buying committee? We want to help you answer all of those questions. Um, and many of these features are actually already out in the open beta as well. Um, let's go to the next slide. So one thing I wanted to cover with you guys too is omissions because there's uh, many things that we aren't building. Um, and I want to let you know so that you can, and we have, we have partners in the ecosystem who solve um, all of these omissions, but I want to let you know that so you kind of know, again, what we are and what we aren't building. So um, I'll just run down the list here. One thing is that we're not building a native gifting platform, at least not right now. Um, we're not gonna build advanced account-based uh, advertising functionality. So we're not gonna maintain our own large ad network. We're gonna rely on partners like Terminus and Rollworks and Demandbase to fill that gap for us. Um, we're not gonna build graphical org charts. We're hoping to lean on uh, ecosystem partners like Org Chart Hub for that. And then we're also uh, not gonna build a native events platform in HubSpot, which uh, is, let, it, 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 is um, what I mean by that is like, we're not gonna build Eventbrite but we actually are going to do some work um, on how to represent physical and digital events in HubSpot so that you can see those activities and do more of them and report on them in the way that you want. Uh, we're not going to do contact information. Uh, I don't think HubSpot's probably ever going to do that. Um, and we, uh, we're probably not going to recommend new companies to you that are not in your database yet. Uh, and the last thing is we're not going to build an offsite intent data platform, meaning that like, you know, we're not going to scour the web for who's looking at uh, who's searching for your sorts of products and feed those people to you. Um, again, we'll probably rely on external vendors for that. However, we do want to get really good at on-site intent. Um, so you'll see that in some of our features, you know, looking at who is on your website and uh, what pages they're looking at and how you can personalize your outreach to those sorts of people. So that's my product update. Um, maybe we could jump into some QA. Yeah. So I'm going to stop sharing my, no, uh oh, I'm going to stop sharing my screen if I can figure out how. <laughs> and uh, I'm seeing there are actually two different places people are, are putting in questions. There is the chat pane and there is an actual Q&A section. Uh, most of these seem to be for you, Ethan, um, <laughs> the product thing. So I'll let you catch up on those a little bit. Um, John, we are, we are coming up on time here. Do you want to drop the NPS survey into the chat? So if people want to leave, uh, they, can, they can fill that out before they go. Yeah, that sounds good. I will throw that link in there. Uh, and again, anybody who participated, I just appreciate us getting some feedback on if you appreciated this. Um, I'm going to throw that in there now and we'll follow up again, again in the LinkedIn group. Uh, really want to encourage everybody who participates here to go and join us over there. That's where we can continue this conversation. So thanks very much, guys. I appreciate it. Cool. And I just see a question just came in. Will you send the deck out to participants? Yes. Um, we will do that also. So the deck, the recording, the workbook, um, those are the three main things that are that we're sending out. If there's anything else you think we should send, let us know. Uh, um, awesome. So let me let me dive into some of these questions. I'll uh, I'll kind of finish off the chat because I know Amy just posted something in there, um, and then I'll move over to the actual QA section. So Amy said, with regards to the future ABM roadmap, uh, will the ABM features only work if you use both HubSpot marketing and HubSpot sales? And the answer is uh, no. 
we're actually going to be making them relatively available. Um, at least that's our intention. Uh, so, you know, we hope that, that as many people as possible can get access to this. That's one of the um, ways we want to differentiate ourselves is we don't think ABM should be hard or expensive to start. Uh, we think that it should be easy and it should be, it should make sense to you. So we want it to be as accessible as possible. Um, and let's see. All right. Diving into the QA session. Um, is there any access to sample email workflows that have worked well? Uh, that's a great question. I think that's something that we'll probably look at in, in, um, uh, we'll look at providing to customers. We definitely want to empower you guys with as many um, examples and case studies and uh, content as we can to help you get started. So um, yeah, I think, I think you'll see some of that. Whether it's email workflows, you know, I don't know, but we'll definitely work on that. Um, so do we use personalized video? So I, I, have, I haven't seen HubSpot. I mean, I know HubSpot uses personalized video. I haven't seen a lot of customers that have talked to me using personalized video but I've heard many customers using personalized video and uh, they like it a lot. I know there's some partners that specialize in personalized video. So definitely post that in LinkedIn chat. And I think that um, you will probably get some, some folks talking about how to use personalized video. I think it's a really cool channel. I just personally am not as familiar with it. Um, are the properties live today? The properties are live today. Um, um, some, you know, much of the stuff that we've talked about today is actually already live and in open beta that we launched on January 9th. If you want to get access to that, just talk to your uh, customer success manager um, and they can help you get ungated to, to that. Um, so, yeah. Um, how do you build a list with a company known but missing contact name or email? So one of the things that we want to do in the future is actually give you the ability to create company lists so that you'll be able to create lists that have uh, only companies in them but no known contacts or emails. Um, and then hate to ask, but will we have access to a lot of these things at the pro level or will we need to have an enterprise level uh, HubSpot account? So most, like I said, we, we want these things to be very accessible. Um, we're, we're planning on scoping as much of this as we can to the pro level um, so that, that you know, thousands of customers will have access to it. Um, yeah, that's kind of the, the best answer that I could give. Um, let's see if there's anything in the chat. Um, I don't see too many more questions. Oh, oh, uh, Sam asked on the roadmap, what are you, or what are you most excited about? So me personally, I talk to dozens and dozens of customers. And the thing that I'm personally the most excited about are our collaboration features. I think we have awesome uh, partners to, to deliver on many different aspects of ABM. I think the platform itself um, with a few tweaks is going to be, is going to be an incredible ABM platform. And I think the thing that you guys are going to see that's really new is just, um, the ability to see data across marketing and sales that you that you weren't able to do before. And I think that um, we want to get really, really good at making your sales and marketing teams just work together better than they've ever worked together before. And I think that's something really unique and I'm excited to build those features and I'm excited to have you guys use those features. Um, well, I can just keep going. Kyle, you cut me off and you want me to stop. Well, uh, I don't know if you saw it up in the Q&A a bit. There's a there's a, a longer question uh, from, from Kevin. Uh, I don't know if you want to dive into that here. If you don't, I'm actually, Kevin's a good friend of mine. I can connect you to him afterward. But if you think it'd be useful to live answer something this specific, I, it's there. Yeah. Um, so Kevin has a very long question that I will summarize by saying um, that uh, Kevin's asking about scoring, particularly engagement scoring. So this is a really important thing as we think about engaging uh, um, 
accounts is we want to make sure that like we're we're able to accurately understand whether or not this company is engaging with us uh, and whether or not our marketing activities are working. And the short answer to you, Kevin, is one um, company scoring is actually now available in beta. It's in that uh, in that um, open beta I was talking about that you can talk to your CSM to get access to. And then we're also hoping to make some improvements on how you can use uh, company level you know web data and stuff like that. Um, so let's stay in touch about that. Uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Beverly wants to know how exactly does ABM work with Sales Navigator? What I would say is if Sales Navigator is a tool that you provide to your sales team, that's awesome. Uh, HubSpot does have a Sales Navigator integration so you can bring some of that, um, that kind of UI into HubSpot. Uh, when I was doing account-based marketing campaigns, I used Sales Navigator. Um, it was one of the ways that I kind of personalized uh, what I was going to say to a customer was just using LinkedIn to understand like who this person was. And I would kind of look at a company to understand um, what, what, what they're, you know, whether they were hiring more people or what sort of people they were hiring. I think sales navigator is an awesome tool. Um, yeah. If you feel like it's something you want to offer to your reps, that's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. So, and then Tommy said, uh, the collaboration feature is useful to companies where both marketing and sales use HubSpot. Our sales team uses Salesforce. So one thing that's good for you guys to know is that, you know, as a product manager, I think of our customers who use Salesforce as first class citizens. I want to make sure that we provide an awesome experience to you. And um, many of our collaboration features we are designing so that you can use with Salesforce. We want to, we want to uh, use the Salesforce sync to break it, to bring in some of that data from Salesforce so that, you know, I, I can use it to provide you the features that I need to provide you. And then also we want to help you collaborate. Um, it's probably a dangerous thing for me to say, but we also want to help you collaborate outside of PubSpot too, because you're already doing it. Like we want to give you the ability to collaborate in Slack and maybe, you know, in the future things like Microsoft Teams or Asana. Um, you know, we, we want to make sure that you have as many avenues to put stuff into HubSpot as possible. And we want to make sure you have as many avenues to pull stuff out of HubSpot as possible. Um, so definitely you're going to be able to use those collaboration features, even if you use Salesforce. Cool. I think we covered most of it. Yeah, I think we've got it. And we are, we are at time here. Please everyone fill out that survey, look for the recording, the deck and the workbook to be circulated on the LinkedIn channel and, and or group and probably other ways. Um, as on your way out the door, if you have any requests of content you'd like to see from HubSpot Academy, I can promise that. Uh, <laughs> let uh, just drop that into the chat. Um, I am I am eager to hear what sorts of things you're looking for, where you think we can provide you more value. Yeah, and something that I wanted to chime in before we all part ways. Uh, again, please fill out that NPS survey. Let us know how we did here. Um, and the additional content that was going to be presented at the live event can all be accessible at that. Uh, LinkedIn group. So specifically, you'll be able to find Sam Kelly's presentation where he talks about RollWorks. He covers a lot of what we looked at here today, just kind of describing and understanding ABM a little bit better and shows you some tools to help you building out that ideal customer profile and, and things that they make available to you there. So I encourage you to go check that out. Uh, and let's continue the conversation. Find us in the LinkedIn group and um, uh, grateful that everybody got to join us here today. People that see this in the future, thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you guys in person in Q2. So thanks, everybody. Kyle, Ethan, thank you so much. Really appreciated this. Yeah, thank you, John. And thanks, everyone, for coming. Nice to meet you guys. Bye, team.